So you want to leave your day job, but you want to do so for something you love. But finding what that thing is seems impossible. You keep finding yourself stuck in the trap of figuring out what problem you solve or who's your ideal audience. And every which way you turn, you just feel, well, meh about the whole thing. Maybe you get pumped up for a week or two, but soon you feel like this passion project has turned into a second job. The last thing you want is to create a business that doesn't light you up. I mean, if that were the case, you may as well just stay in your current job, right? You don't need a second job, friends, or a business that feels like a job. What you need is a dream business, one that you feel excited to work on every day, a daily activity that embraces your creativity and ambitions and rewards you for helping people. That is why you've come to the Passive Income Examiner podcast, because you and so many others like you are looking for a way to experience a happier, more meaningful life with financial freedom and time freedom. Well, friends, this episode is going to help you weed through all the noise from all the online gurus and coaches and help you pinpoint your passion. Get a pen and paper handy because today I am going to give you some key questions to help you find your way. Welcome to the Passive Income Examiner Show, helping you navigate the muddy waters of building successful revenue streams beyond the nine to five. I'm your host, Lindsay Sutherland, mama of four who has a passion for living my best life and helping you do the same. I'm honored you're here and excited to offer you valuable and inspiring content. I believe we can have the freedom we desire and the happiness we deserve. Thanks for joining me. Welcome back, Pie Tribe, and thanks again for tuning in. If you haven't already done so, make sure to hit that subscribe button. And if you feel like this episode makes a difference or inspires you in some way, make sure to share it with three other people who you know need a boost in their day. Because let's face it, we all need more happiness in our lives. Shortly after we moved to Idaho, I decided to start an online business teaching people how to do Facebook Lives. With my public speaking background and experience in front of the camera, doing Facebook Live videos was easy and it came naturally to me. At the time, Facebook Lives were really gaining in popularity and Facebook was putting a lot more emphasis on video. It seemed natural that this type of coaching was a need many entrepreneurs had. My business was on the verge of exploding. I had a thriving Facebook group. I even ran a contest in my group for people to go live and I did a giveaway. I had a bunch of people sign up. I got paid to consult people on their lives and get pointers. On all accounts, this was shaping up to be a pretty profitable niche. The problem was my heart wasn't in it. It felt boring to me and uninteresting. In reality, I felt like I was doing it just to get a paycheck. I could certainly see the value in what I was offering and helping these people push play. I was literally helping these people have more visibility in their business and become more profitable themselves. But for some reason, I just felt like this was not the thing for me. I'm sharing this with you to demonstrate that I understand what it is like to long for a business that feels exciting and to start one that didn't match that level of vibrancy. 
I'm sure many entrepreneurs and freedom chasers like you and I have gone down this road. It's one thing to achieve freedom, but it's another to maintain it, friends, right? And who wants to feel trapped in their self-made career, feeling unfulfilled and downright frustrated? Not me, and I'm guessing not you either. Before I dive into today's tips to help you pinpoint your passion, let's take a moment to dissect exactly how it was that I came to be building a business that didn't serve my soul because understanding what to look out for is equally important as knowing the way that works. It's like asking a guy like Tony Robbins, who's amassed amazing success, to tell you all the struggles he had before he got there. It would help you cut through all the trial and error and achieve success faster. It all started when I decided to be a coach. I started following other coaches, teaching people like me how to start a coaching business. It seemed like everywhere I turned, people were telling me I needed to find my niche and niche down. And everything was about my niche. And then there was this powerful advice that seemed so valid. And yet it was so incredibly wrong for me. She said, find a profitable niche. At the time, it made complete sense. Obviously, I didn't want to find an unprofitable niche. This led me down a bunny trail of listing things I was good at that was also popular until I found Facebook Live training. At first, I was totally enthusiastic about this. Everything about it seemed to make sense to me. I was good at it. I was a good teacher. I helped infuse confidence in people. People were desperate to better themselves in this area and understood the value it brought to their business and their lives. Every sign was pointing to, yes, this is a good idea. My mind was saying yes, but my heart was saying no. And the truth was, I didn't listen to that right away. In fact, I'm not even sure I really even noticed it because I was so focused on doing what the gurus were telling me to do. As it turns out, I ended up archiving the group and checking out, still wondering what was my calling. I want to add that as a creative person, I often see many different areas that can work. I even have given many of them a try with sincere optimism. I remember when I graduated high school, I had the hardest time picking a major because I wanted to be so many different things. I didn't want to limit myself to just one. The same feeling applies to my career path. I like to be multi-passionate and grow in many diverse areas. Can you relate to this? Have you often felt like limiting yourself to one thing in life just feels restrictive and boring? Me too. So are you ready to learn how to let the reins free on your creativity and experience what you've been missing? To finally live the freedom lifestyle you long for without the trial and error of starting a business that doesn't light you up. Okay, grab your pen and paper and let's dive in. Strategy number one, do you have a personal mission? A vow to yourself? Like a guideline for how you live your life? I think this is crucial for every person because it sets the stage for decision-making and gives you a clear roadmap with which to make decisions. To me, it acts like bumpers on a bowling lane helping to keep your ball on course. To give you an example of what I'm referring to, I will share with you my mission. 
to live a happy, comfortable life and to help others do the same. That's simple, right? But it definitely helps me stay focused on what's important to me. It can feel so easy to lose our way when we don't have a compass like this to help guide us, especially in today's noisy world where everyone is an expert and everyone has the best strategy for X, Y, or Z. It is easy to start letting the compass of others drive our ship when we see the success that they're having. It is very persuasive, isn't it? Have you ever had a time in your life where you saw someone having massive success but the way they got it just didn't align with you. Have you decided to try it anyway? This is exactly how we get lost in the sea of trial and error and how we can give up on our bigger dream because we let ourselves get off course with what is true for us. Friends, if I can stress anything more than another, it is to listen to your inner guidance and trust it. Having a written personal life mission will help you filter through the noise. This leads me to tip number two, set intention, follow intuition. I'm going to say that again, set intention, follow intuition. We were all born with an inner GPS, a guidance system, if you will. It is called intention and intuition. Our intention is how we tell the GPS where to go. For example, I intend to have a business that I feel excited to show up to every day and that leaves others feeling excited about having worked with me. This intention sets the parameters for where we want to go. Intuition is like the Google map voice that says, turn left in 200 feet. Our inner voice, our intuition, will always, and I mean always, give us guidance when we're faced with a decision But more often, the challenge isn't hearing the voice, it's trusting it. Allow me to demonstrate. Have you ever had a niggling feeling or thought that you were forgetting something as you left for work? You pause for a moment to think about it, but you're running late and nothing popped up, so you left only to find once you're at work or even when you're on your way, you suddenly remember what it was. Oh man, this has happened to me too. I've learned to trust the voice so much that I don't leave until I know what it is that I forgot. I just assume there must be something and when I relax about it, I suddenly remember what it is. Only when I'm stressed and in a hurry does it seem impossible to remember. Like I said, your intuition will always tell you the truth. You can trust it. What is even cooler is when we set intention, we activate a part of our brain that helps us find what we're searching for. Our intuition will communicate with us to help guide us to it. It's so neat how these two God-given talents work together. Here's how you can start applying this tip in your life. Before making any big decisions or even small ones, set an intention for how you would prefer the outcome to be. Then start living your life going through the actions and pay close attention to your intuition. When you get a guiding thought, don't override it with logic, simply trust it. Once we have our personal mission and we're getting better at setting intention and following intuition, it's time to start sorting out what business ideas will serve us. Start by setting an intention to find a business idea that is aligned with your mission. It may sound like this. 
I intend to have a business that allows me freedom in my schedule without compromising my income. I want to feel excited to work in my business, and I want to attract clients that value my services. This is a very clear intention that does not focus on the details, and that's what we're going for here in the beginning. The next step is to find a list of things um, that could be your forte. So here are some questions to journal about later. Here's a place where you want to be writing down, and I will make sure to go slow so you can try to catch it all. What is something that people often ask me for advice on? What is something I enjoy giving people advice about? What do I like to learn about? What types of things do I enjoy? Do I have any hobbies or interests that I would enjoy teaching others about? Do I enjoy working with people or would I prefer a business with less human interaction? What are things I'm naturally good at? What do other people see as my skills? And P.S., I would actually reach out to people you know, some of your closest friends or family, or, and sometimes I've even done this where I've reached out to people who barely just met me and asked them, hey, I know you've just recently met me. When you think of me, what do you think is my strong suit? Or what would you come to me for advice about? These are some questions that can really help pinpoint um, what you're good at that you may not even see is right in front of you. Like I said before, sometimes it's helpful to know what to look out for, and I have found that I'm often more clear about what I don't want than what I want. Now, I don't recommend dwelling on the negative, but I do advocate using the don'ts to get clear on the do's. So let me show you what I mean. Here are some questions to help you pinpoint things that don't light you up. What are some definite not? What are some definite things that I do not want to do as a profession? Another way to, to word that is, if I could think of one or two professions that I absolutely would not be good at, what are they? What are things I've done in the past that felt wrong or out of alignment with me? What have I seen other people do that I could never see myself doing? You may be thinking the list of negatives could be super long. I mean, there could be thousands of things that I wouldn't be good at doing, and I'm sure you're thinking that way as well. The point is not to list every single thing that you wouldn't enjoy, but rather to notice the ones that jump out at you. So for example, when I was asked what one profession I could never see myself doing, I immediately answered to be a CPA. The idea of tax rules, regulations, precise numbers, and spending hours sorting through financial messes just sounds dreadful to me. I'm so grateful for all the people who think this is fun because they're the people I employ to help me with this. <laughs> now, let me show you how I used this negative to help me find my way. I learned some things about myself by analyzing the profession of a CPA. They spend alone time with numbers and paper. This already sounds like a turnoff to me. Why? Because I love to work with people directly, not, not just their paperwork. Okay, so I learned I like people. What else? 
Well, when I think of a CPA, I think of rules and regulations and reading the rules and having to follow them so strictly. I have always been feisty about conforming to rules, so it doesn't surprise me that I don't like this. But it also shows me that I like the freedom to grow and learn new things. I would like a career where breaking the rules is considered smart and creative. This is what I love about marketing. I love trying new things, learning new things, and breaking the norms. Being different and helping brands stand out. So see, I learned a lot about what I do like and what I'm passionate about by only listing one profession I absolutely could not do. Now that you have a framework for what you like and what you dislike, you can make a list of businesses that you think you would align with. See, this right here is where so many people start and it really should be closer to the end. Often people search what side hustle jobs pay the best or what is the best online business to start? When you do these searches, you may see a list of ideas such as this Google search. Five most profitable online businesses. One, training. People are quickly realizing that the things they learn in their universities have nothing to do with their life. Two, selling digital products. Three, blogging. Four, freelance writing and other freelancing. Five, Amazon an FBA, so selling on Amazon, having a store. So when profitability was my focus, it left me feeling unfulfilled. I started by trying to find a profitable niche rather than finding what is something I was passionate about. Look, when I look at this list of five most profitable online businesses, I can do all of the above. The question isn't if I can, it's what will I enjoy doing the most? Ultimately, before we go down the bunny trail of pinpointing our passion, we need to first have a clear intention about what we intend to experience so that we can use that as a measuring stick for likability as we explore new ideas. It's almost like having a safety vest on when we jump into the deep end, right? It gives us this way of knowing that we're going to stay on track. It is possible to have your passion right in front of you and not be able to see it. Sometimes we need to have someone outside of ourselves help us to see the solution that is right before our eyes. We may have a skill that we don't think other people will find valuable, or maybe we just write it off altogether without even realizing it's a skill at all. For example, recently I hired a business strategist, and in our first conversation, she asked me what I do for my current employer. I told her about the podcast I manage for them and all the content that I create. She asked if I found if this was easy or hard. I explained I felt fine about it and it was pretty easy. Mostly I enjoyed it. She was blown away because she knew that most of her clients struggle with content creation and there I was telling her it was easy. The fact is because it was easy to me was the very reason I assumed it was easy for everyone and who needed my help with that? Well, it turns out lots of people need my help with that. But here is where things get even more interesting. Just because content creation comes easy to me doesn't mean I want to make a career out of it. Just like Facebook Lives came easy, it didn't light me up. Using my mission statement, I was able to pinpoint exactly what my passion is, and it happens to relate to content creation. I wanted to make sure that whatever business I create lights me up so finding a subject that I found riveting was a must. 
I love to study and discuss the psychology behind why people buy and how to use language to motivate others. It dawned on me that I have been interested in human psychology since college. I wanted to major in human psychology, but I wasn't sure exactly what area of human psychology that I felt interested in. Over the years, I have taken classes and read or listened to others who discuss the subject with rapt attention. I then love to go around and talk about it with others. This is how I know this is a passion. Now I know what to turn my business into. You can do this too. As you go into pinpointing your passion, use your mission statement to guide you. Set an intention and use your intuition to verify that an idea aligns with your mission. Then try on different ideas. As you go, you will find things you love, others that you don't, and some that are meh. Only stick to the ones you love. And if you find that you need some guidance along the way, you can book an appointment with me on my website at thepassiveincomeexaminer.com. Today, friends, I leave you with this quote by Mark Anthony. If you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. All right. I hope this episode was inspiring and helpful. Help others find this podcast by reviewing and sharing. Until next week, bye for now.